Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Welcome to another Spock Sports Show podcast. Every Monday night, Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we are presented by Barbary Law Firm. Every case that they take, they take personally. Got the triple-decker of coach interviews again today, starting off with Coach McIntyre, going to Coach Wheaton, Coach Gross from Mount Pleasant, Beale City, and Sacred Heart as all of them talk about their pre-district wins and their district championship games ahead this Friday and Saturday. Let's get in my interview, Coach McIntyre. Chris Bachman hanging out with Coach McIntyre, Mount Pleasant High School. Uh, well, I was saying week one through week nine, kind of talking with you. Well, I think we talked about week one of the playoffs here, kind of reset things. I don't know if that's what I should say. Or heading into week two of the playoffs, district finals on deck. Uh, but you guys had a big win over Grand Rapids Northview, 31-17 Friday, and you're not kind of probably telling people all week long, oh, they're four and five. That, that, that five losses is really good. And they had one of the biggest, best wins of the year, the only, only team to defeat Chelsea in the regular season. They were good, weren't they, this past Friday? It was a big win for you guys. Yeah, it was a big win. Um, we overcame some adversity, um, which is important. And um, I give them a little credit. I mean, maybe we overcoached a little bit or whatever, but um, they came out and maybe it was just because they felt like they were the underdog and they did so many things they hadn't done all year. Um, whether it was defensively or offensively. And um, so we had kind of game planned for some things that they didn't do, and we had to make some adjustments on the fly. And um, we were able to kind of hang on. You know, we made enough mistakes that that, uh, I feel very fortunate we got away with the win that that we got to clean up so that we're um, as efficient and effective as we are this week. Yeah, and it's one of those. They had 370-plus play, 370-yard-plus plays, a 50-yard touchdown, yet they only scored 17 points. What does that say about your kids? Yeah, well, our defense in the red zone was awesome. Um, and, and I mean, like, what goes unforeseen that really needs to be talked about is when um, a Riley Olsen or a Nick Dice chases a kid down from behind. You know, I mean, there's so many times you see a play like that in football where they're kind of like, ah, he's way on the other side of the field. He's running fast. I'm not going to catch him. Um, but – we ran a kid down, held him to a field goal, and we ran a kid down and stopped him on fourth down. So, I mean, those are those are the things coaches see that maybe people don't notice how important that kind of effort is. And, uh, you know, that's what I said about our program. That's We stress that kind of stuff in this program. And um, th- those are as big a plays as anything. I mean, we blew some coverages. We lined up wrong. We did some things that gave them some, some big plays. We got bit on a trick play. Um, and so to overcome that stuff and um, – and we had to make adjustments offensively at halftime, and I thought we came out and played much more uh, efficient. We had some turnovers. So, I mean, just things that you have to overcome, and we did. Survive an advanced type thing. Yep. And he had the first quarter, A.J. Johnson had a 70-yard touchdown catch on it. Well, I guess it was he got dragged down at the five-yard line. But it was later in the first quarter, A.J. Johnson had another 70-yard reception. Because Nick Dice had a touchdown-saving tackle. They kicked the field goal. It's 10-7 instead of 14-7. And then you guys come down and get the touchdown from Newbecker. When you know, did does Nick Dice, you know, Riley Olson realize how big those plays are? Or are they just out there playing football? Um, I don't know if they realize how big they are, but they they know that that's what's required of our players to be part of our program. We, we literally show film at the beginning of the year of plays like that to our team of plays in the past, whether it's Evan Huber running down a guy in a playoff game or Johnny McCann running down a guy that's you know, next play they fumble on the five yard line. I mean, we literally show them that this is how we play, and so. Um, 
to see that that that's important. We'll certainly address that with them today and, and how important things like that are. Yeah, and then after that Newbecker touchdown to go up 14-10, uh, Logan Zenneberg had a sweet interception kind of off tip, and then he had a long return. And then their defense stepped up, but you guys had a field goal. But I felt like that's, that, that interception, I feel like, is when, all right, momentum's on this side of the field now. Yeah, momentum's big in football, and um, but in, in the playoffs, I, and I reminded them before, and it would be true this week as well, is like, there's just teams know how to make plays, right? Like they've been this, we're, we're 10 weeks in. They've seen, you've seen just about everything that could happen in football, right? And so you think of that DeWitt game last year. And I said, how many times I asked him, how many times do you think you had, that game was over and you lost? I said, how many times do you think that you had won that game? Right? Like there's probably three or four times each way that you thought, oh, we won, we lost, we won, we lost. Right? So um, you just got to keep playing football. And, and so that's the, the truth there. And, um, I think that experience of, I think the experience we had this week will bode well moving into this week. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw it earlier this year, Miami Hurricanes wide receiver, a guy caught the pass and he chased him all the way down and the player actually fumbled. He actually recovered the touchdown in the end zone or whatever. It's like another little thing you could add to that highlight because that's, that's an offensive player hustling down and his guy fumbles into the end zone. He's able to recover. Like I said, the, the hustle plays, that running 80 yards when you don't think you have to just end, they can end up being such a big deal. Like I said, there was essentially what 14, 17 points that they had taken yep. off the board Absolutely. and you guys win by 14. And so, yeah, those were they the plays of the game that I talked about in the end? No, but actually, you know, I wrote it down AJ Johnson, 70 yard reception and put the little arrow, Nick Dice touchdown saving tackle, because, you know, that was something that I knew was going to be a big deal going on to the rest of the game. And, Logan Barotachuk in the first half, and it was one of those. I said something to him after the game. I said something about you missing a couple of throws, but not easy throws. He was rolling out this way, just trying to hit Hutchins and stuff. But in the second half, he kind of really caught fire, and I made up a term, paper bag throw. Uh, Riley Olson, the one flag pattern that he runs, if he has a paper bag taped to his chest, he catches that without arms. That was, that was such a good throw. Yeah, um, so, again, this goes back to what I said earlier, um, maybe overcoaching a little bit and things like that. We, we prepped for um, – we had a lot, quite a few film on. We watched most of their games all year, and they had pretty much done the same thing every game. And so we were feeling pretty confident about our game plan and what they were going to do. And I don't know if it's out of respect for us or what, but they completely changed their game plan. And so it kind of threw us for a loop, threw Logan for a loop, threw me for a loop. Um, and so we struggled a little bit often. I mean, we, we had some good drives for sure, but, um, you know, especially in the past game, we struggled a little bit with some of the adjustments we had to make there. So at halftime, we settled in. We reminded some of the stuff we've done against that kind of defense and, throughout the season, made a few adjustments, put the ball back in Logan's hand to make some decisions in the RPO game. And that whole first drive of the second half, I think we threw probably 70% of the time. But but those were options where he could hand off or throw. And um, I thought we did a great job there. And Logan really settled in. Like you said, he made some really big throws in the second half. Yeah, it was. I think it was five plays, you know, 58 yards right into the end zone on that first drive that made it 24-10. They end up scoring on another long play. Then get the interception. Sonora has the big run, and it's fourth down. Or I guess they had third down and two from the eight and fourth down and two from the eight. You guys got stuffs on both of those plays. And it seemed like did every— Did you see that? I was trying to call timeout on that fourth down. Every time— uh, Well, I guess, no, I, I did see that, actually. No, you're, you're trying to call timeout on that I'm fourth. running down the side <laughs> trying to call timeout, and then they stamp the ball, and we stop them, and you. my dad's on the headset going, yeah, good thing you didn't get that timeout, huh? <laughs> uh, well, and it seemed like every—you t- know, and there were so many guys that deserve credit, but I think as a player that we've kind of talked about, you talk about him, you know, immolizing Im- the program, or the, not the right word there, but you played as a junior last year on JV, but Josiah Green, you know, when they— when they didn't need to have it, they were able to run up the middle with tools successfully in Sonora. But when they had to have it up the middle, there was just nowhere to go. And I think A.J. Dennis, Cal Kowalik, big, big impact on that as well. But it felt like every time 
that that pile got lifted up at the line of scrimmage when you guys were stuffing them. 65 was on the bottom of it. Yeah, I mean, Josiah is just another example. I mean, one of the things that you try to avoid as a coach, you know, as a varsity football coach, is listen to everybody tell you about what somebody did in middle school or what they were as a freshman or whatever, you know, because you just know that what's going to develop by the time you're a senior is the effort and dedication you put into the off season, into the weight room. And Josiah was in that weight room every single day. Um, you know, he played mostly JV last year as a junior because, you know, we had a strong defensive line last year that were seniors. And so um, just committed to it and worked really hard. And he started every game and been, been, you know, he just goes unforeseen, right? Like, I mean, he's just doing his job so that Marcus can make tackles and Cal can do his thing. And, yeah, and so we are going to – we're definitely going to need – Josiah have a great game this week for sure. Yeah, now Tyler Hutchins, Ty Hutchins in the second half, he had a few of the – you talk about the effort and stuff like that. He had a few of those runs where it's like he's going to be stopped short. No, he's not going to be stopped short because of the effort. Talk a little bit about what he's meant. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Tyler is – he's the do-everything kind of guy, right? I mean, he's he's just doing whatever we need him, wildcat quarterback, running back, outside linebacker, safety, whatever. I mean, uh, punt returner, he just – he had a big punt return too. Um yeah, so, I mean, he – and he's just tough. I mean, Tyler is just a tough kid, and, and that's what I love about his running style. And um, he, he just – like you said, there were a couple huge runs down the stretch where you thought, okay, he's going to be short, and he found a way to spin, grind, drive, and get another three yards and get a first down. And uh, I think maybe the, the biggest hit that I saw of the night, he also had a big interception too, was from Jackson Dern. Uh, they went to run up the middle, and, and whenever Heibel goes, whoa, on a play, I I know it was something special. And so, you know, we, we've talked about him a bunch this year, too. What did he mean this past Friday night? Yeah, um, he's he played JV mostly last year, too, right? Like, he's a perfect example of another kid. Just let him grow, let him develop, and, and, and you know, some everybody hits that growth spurt at a different time, and, and he's got a lot of uh, – he's a very aggressive, tough-minded football player, and he's had a tremendous year for us this year. And um, uh, I'm super happy for him. And, and yeah, you're right. Like, he's he's a physical part of our defense. And um, he's had a bunch of big plays, interceptions and things. I mean, he's had a great year. Yeah, and I think he had a, only his second catch this past Friday night that didn't go for a touchdown. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, it's like yeah, going, know. going into that game of six receptions for, you know, 100-some-odd yards and five touchdowns. It's like, hey, that's got to feel pretty good every time you catch it, you take yep, it into yep, the yep, end zone. Yep. Uh, but. Things are not going to get any easier. The team that you guys play beat Northview 45-0. to zero. Um, We talked about the conference a lot this past Friday night with myself and Brett Heibel. This is the team who, you know, finished tied top of that conference. The only game they lost was the Byron Center, 15-14. Um, what, what have you seen from them on film? Have you watched much yet? Oh, yeah. Um, wow, they're, they're very good. Um, and, and it's not like some of the teams we play, like a Heritage or somewhere, you go, holy cow, look at that guy. I can see why he's like a state big recruiter. You just look and you go, they're just so well coached and they're so tough. And there's not, there's, I mean, they have really good play. I mean, they have two kids that are committed to Division One schools, but, um, and, and so I'm not taking away from them, but you don't, you don't, there's not like a player that sticks out to you. It's just the whole team sticks out to you. Like they're not in the wrong spot ever. They're not undisciplined. They're, um, you know, they're still high school, 17 year old boys. Right. I mean, and I, I like, I like the matchup. I like our opportunity. Um, but, uh, they're just, and you gotta remember this is a team with a lot of confidence. This is a team that played in the division two state championship game last year. And they're only, so they have two losses in the last two years. One's to Warren D LaSalle in the state title, in the game. state title. 
and and earlier at one point lost to Byron Center, who's still playing. In yeah, the they're division. they're 9-1, and the only team that beat them was Lowell, who Forest Hill Central beat for a second time this year. Again, this I was trying to describe to people like those years in the Big Ten where Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan are all really, when they all beat each other, that's yeah. what that OK conference is down there in Grand Rapids. It's, it's extremely difficult, but... Like I said, you, you know, I was, you know, talking with people. I says, I'm never going to, you know, so this is going to be a tougher game, obviously. Yeah, they beat him. I says, but that could have been a 45 to 10 game if you guys kind of put it all yeah, together. For, and, you know, you know that's what I was trying to the, tell people. The quarterback from um, North, you did not play against um, uh, Forest right, Hills. And, all right, so that's a big deal right season, there. Earlier in the season, yeah. There's things like, I mean, and high school football, it's so different. Trying to compare the matchups in high school football because everybody runs so many different offenses, which does that defense work better against that offense? And it's just hard to, hard and to then, gauge. Then they could come in and run a completely different offense, like you said you <laughs> yeah. had with Northview yeah. this past well, week. Yeah, I, I don't expect that this yeah. week, but holy cow, that was uh, that was frustrating. And, well, and that's and that's what's fun about this time of year too, though, is you have a bunch of really good football coaches and a bunch of really good football players. You know, some of the teams you play in the middle of the season can't make those adjustments. Grand Rapids Northview could make those adjustments. It's going to be the same thing with Forest Hill Central. And I feel like this is going to be one of those games that halftime adjustments might might decide the outcome of this game. Yeah, I, I mean, and they always do. And this is just going to be, we're going to have to play. This is the greatest challenge we face in Saginaw Heritage. And we are going to have to play um, our best football um, that we've played all year. Uh, turnover free, uh, disciplined on defense. We blew so many assignments Friday. Those big plays were all assignments that miscommunication so we can't have any of that kind of stuff we got to clean all that up some of that had to do with the changes they made but um so we just have to be able to um and then we got to keep playing football we gotta keep playing football there is no doubt that grant rapids force hill central is going to make some plays on friday we've got to make, and i feel like we're going to make plays too so you just got to keep playing and grinding i mean we were down 16 points in the fourth quarter against east grand rapids in the state semifinals and you know won that game so you just got to keep playing and keep grinding and and um, find ways to move the ball, and um, and if we do, it'll be an exciting football game. I feel like for for both sides, you know, like I said, you you guys with your passing game, your running attack, you guys are going to make plays. You know, they're going to make plays as well. You know, they've obviously. Got, and for you, actually, let me back this up a little bit. You talked about there's not one guy that stands out to you. Does that make it a little tougher as a coach to like, all right, it's their running back. We need to key on their running back. This right. one, it's like, all right, everybody's got to play their assignment correct yeah yeah I mean that's that's what it comes down to right both offensively and defensively you're not like saying well this is where we need to attack or um we just gotta we gotta execute our rules and our scheme as best as we can against their 11 guys I mean they have a safety that's going to Purdue and they've got a they've got a, a defensive end and fullback that's going to Stanford um and those guys stick I mean you see them right yep. but then you go and all those kids are all the kids. Uh, they, up, yep. they, in fact, I joke kind of. They're almost all cut out of the same mold. Um, a lot of their in, in, interior guys, whether it's a defensive lineman, a linebacker, DN, they're almost all cut out of that six three, two hundred and ten mold. Right? There's no like you don't see a two hundred ninety pound nose guard, but man, you see a, a really tough, hard nose, well coached six three, hundred ninety pound nose yep. guard or whatever. You know, like so they um they're just. That's what sticks out to me, how well coached they are, how tough they are, um, and that's why they've had the success they've had. And I think the last thing I want to point on, the last thing I want, you know, kind of send that message out to everybody, you guys are playing Saturday, 1 p.m. CMU is now on the Tuesday schedule. All the other local, you know, Beale City, Sacred Heart, they're, they're playing on a Friday night. The more people that are here at Community Memorial Stadium at that 1 o'clock kickoff to get loud. This is one of those games. You get loud, you get a couple false starts on Grand Rapids. 
that could be the difference in five, ten yards of penalties could be the difference in this game. If more people come out from Mount Pleasant, it's going to give you guys such a better chance to win. Yeah, let's hope we have a, a good weather day and all that stuff. And, um, you know, my all my years here, um, we've had a handful of really exciting – you know, sometimes people are like, oh, High school football is Friday night lights, man. You know, and, and I, I always feel that way. But I've some of our most exciting games in the stadium have been a Saturday one o'clock game. So, um, like you said, um, this is a great opportunity, uh, you know, to come out and, and support a successful football program and and provide a little maybe a little little home field advantage for us. Yeah, and. You know, I, there's there's so many guys that I could talk about, but I'm going to point this out just to try and get more people to show up. The guy you're going to see under center is going to keep playing here for another few more years across the street over at CMU. You, you need to get a look at Logan Brodichuk playing quarterback if you haven't, so you can you know get used to what you're going to see over at CMU. And like I said, a lot of other guys I could say that about too, but like I said, we know he's going to be under center at CMU. That's pretty darn cool. That's pretty darn special. If you haven't seen him play high school football yet, you, you got to get out here this Saturday. Yep, yep. I think we have a lot of things that are exciting to come see and watch. And it's like I would tell everybody, you can't spend your $7 any better. I mean, it's a lot better than a cup of coffee. So It sure is. It yep. sure is. Coach Mack, thanks so much for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. To have a quick break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, my conversation with Coach Wheaton from Cigarette Academy and Coach Gross from Beale City. So they talk about their big wins over Gray Sims and Frankfurt and look ahead to their games with Marion and Muskegon Catholic Central. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbara Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Chris Bachman now hanging out at Sacred Heart Academy. Big shout out to Coach McIntyre joining me now. He's sitting here with Coach Wheaton and Coach 34-0 Saturday night. You guys win over Augre Sims. I mean, it's tough to shut out a team, and in particular an eight-man football. Uh, Talk a little bit about how well the defense played. Oh, they played extremely well. Um, the game plan was good. Coach Weber had them ready. And, uh, and you know, the, the practice week kind of um, – it kind of set the stage for what happened on, on Saturday. You know, our kids were focused all week, and um, they were assignment focused, and every little thing mattered to them, and the, the little things mattered, you know, and all that. So I, it kind of showed up on, on Saturday night. And we had talked about this team kind of learning how to play without Aiden Halliday, who you guys got a bunch of studs on this team, but I think any one of them would say, you know, with the size, strength, and speed that Halliday got, he's just a big, important player. Um, adding him back in, was that kind of what you were hoping for? Everybody continued to play like he's not on the field, and then you had him out there. No, it? we didn't have him out there. Oh, you didn't have him no, out there he again? Was, he was dressed, but we, right. didn't, we, we didn't use him because we didn't need him. And we figured, you know what, we'll keep wow. him. We'll give him one more week. And, uh, I mean, he was ready to play. I mean, he was going to go. He wasn't going to be 100%, but now he will was, be. Yeah, and, yeah, second half, if you needed him to play, he, he was ready oh, yeah, to go out there. Oh, yeah, he was ready there. to go. Yep, yep. So, what, to, I, I, I'm kind of flabbergasted. To, yeah. Like I said, I wasn't there Saturday night. We had our boobash. And so to see that 34-0 score, 
I was expecting you to tell me, you know, Halliday had 18 tackles, you know, da 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 but, you know, Verlager and the others continued to step up. Yeah, no, I mean, no, Ver- <laughs> Halliday had zero tackles because he didn't play. Gosh, Instead, Verlager had eight tackles, and Con- Connor had seven tackles, and um, three or four kids had four and a half tackles. I mean, our, our kids, so, I mean, I, I get, we love Aiden, and Aiden's a great football player. He's one of the best football players I've ever coached, and, um, and we're excited to have him back, and we're ready to have him back. But it's, it's what, what I keep kind of having to explain is that we're a good football team without Aiden Halliday. We're a really super good football team with him. So we're hard to beat when he's not on the field, but when he's, when he's on the field, he just completely changes the game. So um, our kids over the last couple of weeks have learned how to do it without him, and, um, and they've all stepped up, and they don't want to do it without him. They want him back, and, and they're glad he's back. But, you know, if, if we weren't going to have him uh, need him this week, um, it was just going to give us more and him more of an opportunity to be at 100% in week two of the playoffs. And that's, that's how it happened, and the kids knew that, and they knew that they had to go out and do their thing, and we were going to be able to save um, a really, really good football player for one more week to heal up for one more week. You know, with a, the ankle like that, the way it works is – it can feel healed and you can feel okay, but then you go out and play on it one time and you set yourself back to where it was in the beginning and now you're in the healing stage again. Well, now he's just, he's going to be ready to roll Friday night and um, and we're excited about it. So, Yeah, I've rolled my ankle really, really bad playing basketball before. It can take a month before, you know, once you have it. When you have a long time. When you got it bruising on both sides, that's when you need to take as much time as you can to let it heal and, you know what? What was it like with him on the sideline, dressed? Was he was he itching to go in, or oh, did yeah. he just kind of end up? Or, or at what point did he maybe relax and was like, "All right, I got another week." We, we got we got up, um, you know, twenty. I think it was twenty six to nothing at halftime or something like that. And when we went in, you know, he kind of gave me a wink and a smile, and he knew, <laughs> and and just you know, he was ready to go. He was ready to go out and be a dog for his teammates and 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 all that. But he was watching close and he was staying right there with me and. Um, you know, we had a couple discussions on the sidelines about stuff going on in the game and, and, uh, and he's like, Hey, you know, I'm ready when, if you need me. And, and he, you know, I, a couple times I'd turn around, and look at him and he'd be like, oh, we're good, man. You know? So, um, so no, I, I it's, it's hard. It, it's way easier when he's not in uniform <laughs> or in pads. Yeah. Um, but he was standing there in, in equipment and in uniform, you know? And so, you know, I'm trying to think of how to put this in the right phrase. How much does that speak to him as a leader? Not even just as a football player, but just as a person. You know, you know what I mean. To be in that situation and kind of let his guys go do their thing, and then, like I said, have that wink of the smile, and probably helping him out a lot in the future too, with what he's going to be doing, having those conversations with you on the sideline. Oh yeah, he. I mean, he's a he's a true team kid, um, and you know, anybody that doesn't know him. Um, should he's he's a really really good young man he's a nice kid and um and he's all about family and he's bought into what we do around here and um and i'm gonna miss him when he's gone but we we still got a little bit of time left so we're gonna uh we're gonna make the most of it so Yep, and him and uh, I guess Josh Wilson, you, you know, are the both of them. I think as freshmen were up on varsity football basketball. You know what I mean? I've just seen those those two guys in particular, and some of the others play so much. It's I'm I'm gonna miss him like uh, 
Heck, when he's gone. And who, who got into the end zone for you guys, that 34-0 victory? Kind of led the way on offense. We talked about the defense a bunch there. Well, we had, uh, Jason had a couple scores. Um, again, he had, he had a pretty good night. Um, we didn't throw it a lot. We just kind of got in the eye formation and, and just pounded it. Um, it's because we just didn't have to do any of that. You know, we didn't have to show a whole lot. So um, Jason got in a couple times. Caden got in. Caden had a heck of a night. Um Caden ran for over 200 yards and a couple touchdowns and caught a few balls. And I mean, he just, he's another one that just every night it's something different. You know, every night he's doing something new and, and, and something incredible. And, um, and we're, we're, I'm really proud of him. I mean, he's kind of taken control of the senior leadership role and that kind of thing. And, um, and he's another one that they've, they've got their eyes on something this year. And, um, and that's what we're working towards. So, but he had a good night. Um, Talk a little bit more about him. Um, you know, for people who might, you know, and I always go back to myself when I was a freshman. I didn't go out for the football team, and that just kind of led to me not playing. You know, I played the flag football or whatever. Just kind of led to me not playing. But he's somebody who, you know, Caden's not a whole lot taller than I am. I remember him as a freshman on the basketball team that you know went a long ways. How much has he worked? How much time has he spent in that weight room? You know, becoming the, the man that he's become now in his senior year. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not. A, there's not a lot there in height, but man, he's a big dude. He's almost 200 pounds. He's, and, he's got the he's got the Barry and, Sanders tree trunks. Yeah, he's. I mean, his legs are are really big, and um, and he's really hard to bring down, and he's shifty, and that extra uh, that extra weight and that extra muscle, it doesn't slow him down any. He's just really quick and. Um, He's a unique player. He's just got a lot. He's got a unique skill set, and uh, and not a lot of kids have that. And um, some some college coach is going to get really lucky someday to have him. Hopefully, yeah. Well, and he was you know he was making plays as freshman as a little guy out there, but now I see him, and like you said, he's he's bulky and it, and it's all muscle. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just rock solid. He's not a little guy anymore. He might be short, but he's not little. Yeah, he, he's probably so. still the same height as me, but he can probably now choke slam me through a yeah, table if he would like to. He's just <laughs> a he's he's just a good football player. And now, well, you know, I always talk about Kevin Clare logging lumberjack of the game and that kind of thing, or you know, the Gruden grinder of the game. Who would you kind of put up for that? Uh, for Saturday night, uh, Connor had a heck of a night. Um, he's another one. You know, he's kind of hidden at the end of the line of scrimmage. You know, because he's an end and. And all that stuff, but he's just a—he's an all-around great football player. Um, and he was a dog Saturday night. Uh, Jack had a really good game. Um, he was kind of all over the place, and and he did his job really well. Um, he did what we worked on all week, and and uh, he trusted the coaches, and he trusted our our scheme and our plan, and and uh, he had a good night. Jim McDonald had a really good night. Um, he struggled early on trying to figure out. Um, what it was, and then you know it only took him a second, and he figured it all out, and then he he, he caused a lot of problems for Augury. So, um, yeah, we had we had several guys that had good nights. And it's just crazy to think uh, only sixteen teams get in. You're down to the final eight. It's the regional finals, the semifinals, and the finals. Uh, I imagine the kids re- realize that, and they're probably really licking their chops. Yeah, I mean they know that. Um, that we're only a couple away, a couple games away from that goal, and um, you know we are, we had our meetings last night, and you know that they're they're, uh, they are, they're all focused, and they all know that this week's game is the most important game um, because it's the only one we get to play. 
So, um, so, you know, Marion's tough. They're good. They're big. They're physical. They're all those things, but so are we. And, uh, and I'm just excited to get the week started. So, yep. and it's one of those, you know, I kind of, one of my Beale City pump-up things I did a few years ago. You know, it's like when you get this far, you got to play your best for 48 minutes to, to try and give yourself 48 more minutes of your football lives for those seniors. You know, that, that's what it comes down to. And you saw Marion beat All Saints. They're undefeated now. Um, what's it going to take to beat them Friday night? And with the semifinals, if you guys won, be at a neutral site? How, how does that work? Uh, well, this this well, we're at their place this week, but then um, the – the semifinal is actually played at a host school that right. has the, it's a you know the point leader you yep. know the team with the most points in a man. So um, this week, what it's going to take, we have to like I said, they're extremely physical. We have to match. We have to match their physicality. We can't get caught up in any of the extracurricular stuff that might go on. We've got to play really, really hard between the whistles and then get up and get back to the huddle. We can't shoot ourselves. We can't make those mistakes. But um, what it's going to take to beat them is that, is that phys- physical part of it. We just have to match them physically. They have not seen a team like ours. Uh, in fact, they haven't seen anything close to what we are. And we haven't seen a team like them, quite honestly, on the field. You know, So, um, so they're going to be very good. Um, they're going to be very tough. They have a couple of kids that are uh, – they have bodies – kind of like we haven't seen yet. And um, we just have to go in there with the mindset of being physical and um, playing mistake-free football. And uh, I think if we do that and, and we work, you know, our plan for the week, I think we'll be fine. Um, but that's what it's going to take. Yep. So, And as far as, you know, what they haven't seen, I think, you know, and I'll kind of compare it to the team you share a stadium with, you know, there's – not a lot of quarterbacks like Logan Barotichuk in the state, and you go to that eight-man division too. There's not a guy, a lot of guys like Jason Pogue back there. No, there's not, and and uh, there's not a lot of guys in the eight-man that are left in the eight-man playoffs that are like a lot of guys we have. And there's <laughs> yeah, and there's we've talked about like seven or eight of them, yeah, but it's yeah. it's true. And there's not a lot of teams left in the eight-man playoffs that have guys like Marion has. I mean, it's it's just a, um, you know, it, it it's going to be too. You know, to uh, Gol- I think I feel like yeah. Goliath's going at it, and uh, and shoot on the other side of the bracket, the one team you guys lost to in the regular season, they got knocked out by Deckerville, and now it's going to be Deckerville, Portland, St. Pat's. Talk about another Goliath, Goliath matchup there. Yeah, that's going to be a a, a pound pounded out kind of yep. game there. And so the semifinal will be at a host school, and I believe looking at things, depending on who wins up north, you guys could end up hosting that game. I think it was if Lakeland and Hubble or something beat yeah, Powers it, North. Yeah, there there are no UP teams that have more points than any of the lower Peninsula right. teams left. So, uh, nah, actually, that's not true. Any There are no northern uh, UP teams that have more points than than us or All Marion. Right. Gotcha. I All guess right. is the way I yep, should yep. say so, so, If you so, guys were victorious at Marion, you'd be back in Mount Pleasant Community Memorial yep. Stadium for the semifinals. And then the finals... Would be a long bus UP. ride up yep. to the UP, but that'd be a fun uh, ride up there to the Uper Dome if that's what you guys are going up there for. Yeah, we wouldn't be worried about the drive. <laughs> Coach, thanks so much for joining me, man. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Chris. A big thank you to Coach Wheaton. I'll head right into my conversation with Coach Brad Gross from Beale City. And Spock Sports Show is brought to you by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. Chris Spockman, final stop now, catching up with Coach Gross here in Beale City. 
Uh, weren't able to catch up with you guys as well Friday because we were doing that Mount Pleasant Grand Rapids Northview game. You guys bested Frankfurt 42-7. to Just kind of talk a little bit about how that game went. And it seemed like first quarter was kind of tight, but then you guys kind of took control in the second quarter and kind of, you know, were able to go into cruise control in the second half a bit, I'll say. We started out and uh, we were we started out, went right down, scored, did the things we wanted to do, and then we, we kind of had some hiccups in between. Had some things we had to clean up offensively, I know. Defensively, we gave up a uh, – it was a reverse pass, and Jack was right there. He just kind of, you know, slipped and fell a little bit. They caught it. I mean, they did a great job on that. And it was 7-7, and then from there, you know, they didn't really move the ball on us, but we just had to manufacture find ways for us to get in the end zone, and we did that a couple times. It was 21-7 at half, and then we came out and scored and scored, and then – basically kind of put them away so yeah, it's like when you get up on a team you know three plus scores late in the third quarter you know it's kind of hard for the gas not to come out of you know come out of there oh, yeah yeah the air comes out of the balloon a little bit everybody kind of is like oh you know we're gonna they they kind of you know those that's you know they only had three seniors on that team but those kids fought so you know frankfurt's a you know, traditionally a great program yep. and those kids got a lot of pride so they weren't going to give up until you know once it got to be you know, I think it was thirty-five to seven or whatever it was. They were, you know, they kind of knew it was going to happen, and you could tell they they lost a little bit of their uh, energy. But hey, good, 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 good opening win, and yeah. you move on from there. Yep, survive and advance. Uh, now, yep. for you, like I said, for these kids, you know, Frankfurt isn't the Beale City rival that it was for you back in your day. Like I said, they were, you know, kind of whoever got through that game was going, you know, down was going to a long ways. Yeah, we played them. I mean, my I played them my freshman year in the playoffs. I didn't really play much varsity my freshman year, but. I played them, you know, I went come up for the playoffs and was made the trip all the way to Frankfurt and lost and did that our sophomore year and lost. And so, that you know, it means a little more to me maybe and some of the other guys my age, you know, like, yeah, good to beat Frankfurt. Yeah, yep. it was really good to beat Frankfurt. So, you know, but it's good, always good to beat a yeah. good team. But for these kids growing up, that playoff rival has been Muskegon Catholic Central, who you guys are going to be taking on this next week. And we'll talk you know, a little bit more about that as we go on. Um, who kind of stuck out to you offensively, defensively, You know, if I make you throw a couple names out there from this past Friday night? Um, for us, offensively, uh, every time Caden Smith touched the ball, he went for 10-plus yards, and he went for a, you know, an 88-yard touchdown. Uh, defensively, uh, or, well, offensively, Josh had a big – Big catch. Jack played really well. It's nice to see Jack play well. Um, so those three guys played well offensively, I think. And then uh, uh, Bennett Gildy kind of set the spark on defense. He had just one. We were just kind of, you know, kind of going through the motions, and then he had a nice big hit over towards our sideline that kind of, kind of got some energy into the into the into the team. And you know, I think he played really well. And then our defensive line played really well. They didn't. They couldn't do things they wanted to do. So. I think those were the keys to the game. Jackson Duran from Mount Pleasant had a big hit like that too. In the I think it was in the second quarter against uh, Grand Rapids Northview, and it's it's kind of like a big block in basketball to compare it to something in a different yep. sport or a really nice stab and throw out from the shortstop in baseball. You, those those defensive plays sometimes I think you, you're supposed to score on offense, you know, but they're supposed to score on offense. So when you make those big defensive stops, I feel like. As a team, galvanizer, make up a word there, it can really go a long way. Yeah, it goes definitely a long ways. When when all of a sudden it's like you're just kind of playing the game. It's not like they're playing, we're playing bad and giving a bunch of play, a bunch of yards, but you get that one big hit and everybody kind of gets that juice flowing, you know, and then it's like, and then they, we played well from there. Yeah, and now, how good was it for you personally? And I imagine a lot of the crowd here 
to see the seniors back out at Frank A. Schaefer Field after they, you know, kind of missed out on their senior night. And obviously, you know, with the playoffs, not able to do it. But did you did you kind of feel that from some of the guys? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think they know it's playoff football. And they knew we were going to have at least one at home. So I don't think the losing the senior night really was like, I guess, that big of a downer for them. I mean, yeah, they would have liked it. But knowing that they had that other one made it not so bad, I think. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I read, read too wrong into that. Yeah. But I, that's the, the vibe I got. And now, biggest play, biggest moment, would you say it was that Bennett Gildy hit of the game kind of thing? Well, yeah, that was probably one of the biggest defensive ones. But uh, one of the bigger ones was the Jack had a long pass to Josh Wilson. And that kind of just opened things up. It kind of, you know, I think it was the second touchdown in only like three plays. But it just kind of gets you up by that. You know, you get up by that 14 to nothing. And you just get a little more breathing room. Or you're 14 to 7. And you know what I mean? You're just like, okay, we, we responded. Because the last thing you want to do is – have them score, and then you come back, go three and out, and then give them the ball back. It's like, Whoa, wait a minute, these guys could, you know, they could take the lead here. So, with Jack uh, at quarterback, is this the most balanced team you've had or been able to have? <sighs> is it the most balanced team? I think we have more the mo- most maybe most athletes I've ever had. All right, I could have three guys that could, four guys could play quarterback. <laughs> I mean, and, and I all four no of them could play running back or wide receiver. And all too. four of them can play running back and wide receiver. So, I mean, we've done that a little bit earlier. It's nice to get Caden the ball a little bit more out of the quarterback position. Um, we can, I can put Owen McKenney in there at quarterback position, obviously, as we did earlier in the year. I mean, I can put Josh at quarterback if I really needed to. You know, yep. so in you know maybe that might be something we do down the road if we need to. So and now. The Harbor Beach loss, did that kind of change the attitude practice last week or anything like that? And obviously, the conditions, the weather down there, you know, we talked about that last week. I'm sure you guys would love to have another shot at them with some nice weather. Yeah, um, I think a loss does you more good. And I think, like you said, it kind of picked practice up a little bit. It made film session a little more intense, not intense necessarily, but a little more focused going into like, ooh, you know, hey, Harbor Beach is, they were a good football team. But I think we beat, you know, I think we can beat them on a on a dry night. And it, well, obviously, it was I think you called it the monsoon game, where it was like yeah, it was just the, coming sideways. But hey, I, it was a good it was a good time. If there's a better a good time for one, that was a, that was it. And it was you know it's kind of weird when I look back. You know, you guys are now nine and one. Sacred Hearts nine and one. Mount Pleasant's nine and one. All three losses occurred on those really rainy, weird nights. That first Thursday of the year for Saginaw Heritage. Sacred Heart was down in Morris. It's the only game that I've ever had to kind of cancel a broadcast because I was, you know, it was just going to be too much rain out there in the in the elements. And then you guys in that game, so it's just kind of a weird, you know, a weird thing to look at it that way. Yeah, it is. It's I but think, I, like I say, I think I think those losses did each team good. I, I mean, I'm not, I don't know what Mount Pleasant and uh, Sacred Heart have, uh, you know, how their teams and how their I don't really pay much attention to how their you know their seasons are going. And I mean, I I know they lost, but. Yep. But I think those those losses do you do you some good. Yeah, and I think it also kind of plays to you know you guys are all you guys are all three of the teams that can and want to throw the football more because you guys all have really dynamic quarterbacks. I'm so fortunate to be able to watch you know these three guys, and so when it takes part of your game away, I think that kind of changes a lot for all three teams. And so I think you know weather permitting, all, all three of our ultra local teams, as I call them, can beat just absolutely anybody out there. And speaking of beating absolute anybody, Muskegon Catholic Central. People are going to look at the record, see the four losses, but you know you talked about it before we came on. The, the schedule they play, comparing it to Grand Rapids Northview last week, they came in against Mount Pleasant at four and five, but the schedule they play is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean they they start the year out. They played, uh, well, I know they played uh, North Muskegon, who is 
really, really good. They played, uh, well, at the end of the year, they played Traverse City St. Francis. They lost to Schoolcraft, a traditional really good program and football team. And then their week one loss was to... New Lothrop. New Lothrop, uh, who is playing on the other side of the bracket. Hosting Ithaca. Hosting Ithaca. So, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, so I just just pulled it up. Their losses are to Division 8, 8-1, New Lothrop. Division 7, 9-0, North Muskegon. And these are regular season records. Division 7, 7-2, Schoolcraft. And Division 7, 4-4, St. Francis. And St. Francis, Catholic Central, both, you know, Catholic powerhouses, you could say, in their respective area over on the west side of the state. And so... Yeah, they're going to come in with that record, but don't be mistaken. These guys have been playing good football all year. They've been playing really tough football all year. You guys have got to be ready to go this Friday night. Oh, we got to be ready to go. You just watch the film. Yeah. <laughs> they there they got they got size, they got guys that can run the football, more than one, 3 4 5. You look at that, you look at the film and say, "Oh, that guy's a good athlete. Oh, that guy's a pretty good football player." And then there's 5 6 7 8 9 of them. So, and we got to be ready to go. Similar to, you know, you guys as well. They'll come out in a multitude of formations, and I think that kind of speaks to their program and how good it is and how good it's been for so long. They'll come out in the eye formation if they need to. They'll come out and spread you out wide. They can come out in full house if they need to. Well, you're going to you're going to see it tomorrow, uh, Friday night. You're going to see the T. You're going to see you're going to see eye formation. You're going to see four wides. You might see five wides. So you you've seen it all and their coach Steve Swerzon is I mean, they've been to the state finals. They've been in a lot of playoff runs. I don't know how many games he's coached, but I know it's a lot. You coach against them before. Their kids are very disciplined they they know exactly where they're supposed to be and you know nothing but praise for the guy i mean he's done really well yeah and if you pay any attention to high school football in the state of michigan you know about the muskegon area muskegon high muskegon mona shores north muskegon muskegon heights has been really good some years muskegon catholic central you know and then you even go to whitehall fruit there is just some really really good football over there in that west side of the state and so where the district, you know, the pre-district they're coming out of, the conference they're coming out of. I'm, I'm going to continue to compare it all week long when people ask me to Grand Rapids Northview last week. People might be surprised at how close that game was with that 4-5 and five record, now 4-6. and six, But it's like, no, 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 they played really good football all year long. Yep, they played good good teams all year long. And my stat, and I was telling uh, Sean at the station that if I went back and looked at it, it would be very similar for baseball. But since 2008, Muskegon Catholic Central, Beale City have played in the high school football playoffs five times. The winner has gone on to win five state championships. Yeah. So that kind of tells you what's at stake this Friday, doesn't yep. it? Yep, it's it's going to be a great atmosphere. I'm glad we're at home. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people around. Kind of, I'm sure, I know there's a lot of people at the Ithaca Fowler game last week, you know. So uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people from around the area. If you're looking for a good football game, I'm sure they'll be here at Beale City, <laughs> Muskegon Catholic. Yep, all right, Brad, thanks so much for joining me, man. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Another big thank you to those three for taking some time to chat with me. And this Friday, we'll be with Beale City at home as they take on Muskegon Catholic Central. We'll have updates from Sigurd Academy taking on Marion, as well as Ithaca taking on New Lothrop. And Saturday, it's a 1 p.m. kickoff at Mount Pleasant's Community Memorial Stadium. We will be there as the Mount Pleasant Oilers take on Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central. On Buck 92 in the Spock Sports Facebook page, your home for high school sports in mid-Michigan. We'll be back with you next week with another Spock Sports Show. And later this week, more with Central Michigan University football. Catch up with Coach Matt. McElwain and the crew. It's Spock Sports Show presented by Barberry Law Firm every Monday night, 7 p.m. on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts.
Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.